Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello, St. Louis and surrounding areas. You are not listening to another edition of the Dollars and Cent Show, although that show is coming up this Sunday. More on that much later. But welcome, everybody. This is the voice of that particular show. My name is Dave Simons. Uh, By day, the one that uh, puts food on the table and pays all the utility bills. And by the way, the food prices that are going much higher and paying higher at the gas pump. Yeah, that's all from the day job, which is a certified financial planner and head of the Simons and Cordes Wealth Management Group. But occasionally they do let me come out and play in the evening. And I get to spread my wings and not just talk about financial and investment related topics, although we certainly will get to some of that. How can you not talk about that with what's going on in the world? Um, But that's part of uh, what we'll get to and the relationship that it has to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Can we go ahead and just call it war, even though it's not been officially declared? And then uh, what happened today with um, President Biden's news conference that we will no longer be buying any kind of energy or oil products from Russia. What is that going to do? Uh, But first, folks, I, I, I have a question that I would like to ask everybody to start off the two hours of At Your Service this evening. How much are you willing to sacrifice not, I'm, this isn't from the perspective of the country as a whole. I'm talking about you personally. How much are you willing to give up to sacrifice to help the Ukrainian people? And of course, it's more than just helping a sovereign nation. It's also to send a message to Vladdy Putin, too. There are those who are in this country who are willing to give it all up. And yes, I'm being dramatic here. I'm talking about their lives. There are Americans who might have served in the military recently and and, um, are working private sector jobs today. And they look at what's going on and say, I'm going to go volunteer again or sign me up. And there is somebody within my family very close to me who has done just that and um, was shipped out late last week to an undisclosed location. Um, I can't talk about it too much, but even my knowledge of where he is going is next to nothing, and that's by design. He will be gone two months. 
This is a young man who served a couple of years in the military, got out and uh, was serving us locally as um, uh, without, a, again, I have to be careful giving away too much personal information, but he, he was serving in law enforcement. Let me just put it that way. But decided that he wanted to do what he could to help people. Where he is going, what he, he is doing, I, I don't know. But uh, lots of prayers going on. So there, there's the there's the top of the chain, right? How much are you personally willing to sacrifice to help? That's not most of us. We are not going to put boots on the ground at this point. I mean, it, let's not even go there. How about giving money? Going online, looking at various charitable organizations and determining, okay, I, I want to help. Not just $20, $30, $50. I, I really want to make a difference. And I encourage all of you to do that if you haven't done so. Do your research. Uh, in full disclosure, I will tell you, I went with Hope International. That is an organization that I have given to in the past. I'm very comfortable with them. Um, I know he's not the CEO anymore, but he used to be the CEO of this of, of, of that particular organization. Very worthwhile. I didn't know this until recently, believe it or not, that Hope International was actually started in Ukraine about 25 years ago. I had no idea. So that's what I've done, but you can pick anything from Red Cross to other more specific charitable, uh, charitable organizations to help. So is that enough? Would you be willing to give more of your pocketbook, even if it's not actually wiring money to a, a, an organization to help? Would you pay more in food prices? Would you pay more at the gas pump? Normally, we would all say, no. What's the reason for this? Who's to blame? How can we change that? Well, in some circumstances, these prices are higher because of what's going on in Ukraine. Now, I know it gets political for a lot of people. And I certainly, in, in private discussions, I will go there. And we know that gas prices were going up even before this conflict began. And there are some political ramifications about that. At this point, I'm not I have no desire to go there. This kind of stuff is debated all day long. The last thing that you need is yet another voice out there turning the temperature in the room up and getting all political and, um, and engaging in outrage commentary. That's not going to happen tonight. I want to focus on the task at hand. And I, and I bring this up because we are about to pay even higher prices at the gas pump. As we have decided now, as a country, as a sacrifice, we are no longer going to buy fuel supplies from Russia. Now, fortunately for us, it was not a big chunk of what we import. Only about 7%, 6-7%. That can be made up in other areas. One thing, I'm not getting political here. I would say this. I don't care what party he's in. This has nothing to do with the party. Only the fact that I watch President Biden's little news conference today talking about what we're going to do and we're, we're no longer buying uh, gas oil supplies or anything like that no petroleum products at all from russia but one thing that bothered me a little bit with that is then he had to get a little dig in at the oil companies and basically said we're watching you 
Don't you be extorting people now because of this is going to happen. You're going to use this as cover, as an excuse to jack prices up even more. I, I don't know why he needed to do that. Uh, that's not what they're doing. This is strictly a supply demand situation where I would want to say back to President Biden, um, you know, part of the reason prices are higher frankly, are because of some of the regulations that you put into place a year ago. But I'm not going there. I'm trying to say we're all in this together. It will go higher now based on the fact that now we have to try to make up that 7% in other places. Here's the other thing. Expect now to see food prices to go up even more too. Not only are we not going to be exporting some of the agricultural products that we were dependent on in Russia, but have you seen this news now? There are dozens of U.S. companies. They mentioned a few of them at the top of the hour in the national news broadcast, but there are dozens of U.S. multinational companies now doing business in Russia that are no longer doing business in Russia. But there are many more that are feeling public pressure here in the U.S. to cut all ties. Now, if that were to occur, that could mean another sacrifice for many of you, and that is your investments. Something I know a little bit about. If you have a company that has 5-8% of its revenues out of Russia and they decide to do their patriotic duty and cut that off, you're going to see your stock price go down. Is that okay temporarily who knows how long, how, how long is temporary? How long does this thing go on? I don't know. And do those companies even go back to Russia? I don't think they will. Many of them, at least for a long time, this work could end next week. And I don't think a lot of these Fortune 500 multinational companies are going to be rushing right back into Russia. Too much public pressure. I want to dig into that a little bit. I think this is a really, really important thing to look at because my friends, I've never seen this in my life. Um, I'm about 60 years old. I've been managing money for about half that time of my life, three decades. I've never personally seen so many blue chip U.S. corporations say, we are pulling out. We're not doing business over there. And I, I would venture to say this is even historic because you could go back. I could do research and go back to World War One or World War Two and say, OK, did we pull out of Japan? Did we pull out of uh, Germany? I'm sure we did. But we weren't as intertwined globally, were we? It, from an economic standpoint back then, countries were much more isolationist because commerce was just built that way. Now, because of technology and service industries, and it's easier to ship and less costly, and you can build manufacturing plants in other countries, we are much more intertwined. So now when companies say we're pulling back, it is a big deal. And I want to give you some of the names of the companies who have pulled back and other companies who are being shamed. And it's all because of one individual, a professor at Yale, who all of a sudden now is getting his 15 minutes of fame and then some. We'll hit that plus plenty of other things. And this won't all be Russia, Ukraine. I'm going to give my take kind of on the state of my favorite sport of all time, baseball. Oh man, this breaks my heart. We'll talk a little bit about that. We will talk some investment related stuff, but when we come back, we'll talk about this Yale professor and how he is making some noise. It is 8-17 in St. Louis and we shall return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bruce, so you're doing me great. Little Ario Speedwagon here at 821 in St. Louis Mo. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Dave Simon. So good to uh, be filling it tonight at, uh, at your service. A reminder, my dollars and cents show is this Sunday. I'm on every couple of uh, weeks or so. When there's no baseball, I would be more than happy to give up the show for baseball to return like yesterday. And typically, I don't do many of my shows during the spring, summer, and early fall because the show was on Sunday afternoon, and that just happens to be when, most of the time, the St. Louis Cardinals are playing baseball. So, uh, will the dollars and cents... Let me just put it this way. As much as I love hosting the show, I don't want to be hosting the show in April or May because that means the Cardinals are not playing. More on that later. We began with a question tonight's show. How much are you willing to personally sacrifice to help the beleaguered citizens of Ukraine and to push Putin, get him the heck out of the way and worse? I had mentioned uh, that I know someone very close to me who is willing to go all out and, and, and volunteer to go back into the military. He's already been given an assignment. He's already been shipped out. He's with a small group of, shall we say, very special elite people. He'll be gone for at least a couple of months. Not only do we not know where he is going to be, we may never know even when he returns. These are the kinds of missions that are just not discussed. That's not the vast majority of us, right? What else can we do? We can give to charitable organizations. Absolutely, I encourage you to do that. 
You can also say as much as I don't like paying higher food prices and higher gas prices. And by the way, this was already occurring before the conflict. So I know a lot of people's passions are very high about that. And it gets into politics. We're going to jump off from there and take it from here on out and say, okay, from here on out, prices may go higher because of the boycotts that we have. And then the third one is if you are an investor, you've seen how this has roiled the stock market. Even more so, would you want your individual stocks to decline? The ones that you hold that perhaps have been doing business in Russia and have now decided we're not doing business anymore. Yeah, that's 5% of our revenues, may not be much, but guess what? That could see a little bit of a stock decline here. Or companies that are doing 10 or 20%. That is a huge sacrifice to make for those particular companies. Are you willing as an investor, as a shareholder to say, yeah, okay, I'm all in, man. I'm, I'm doing my American duty from afar to help. I, these are just questions. I'm, I'm not saying that's what you should do. That's what you should be expected of you. These are just questions. This is a question that I think we have to ask ourselves. How much are you willing to sacrifice? Well, there is one gentleman that is making sure that American companies are sacrificing something. His name is Jeffrey Sonnefeld. He is a Yale professor at the Yale School of Management, and he is getting his 15 minutes of fame. I've already seen him on TV. Uh, a couple of places, actually. And he decided that um, he and his research team were going to look at all the companies that are doing business in Russia, that more than one or two percent. And to, I don't know if publicly shame is the right word, but he just lists the companies and says, okay, you with the public, you do with that information what you want. Here they are. And it's working. Some companies right away, without this list even being out there, went ahead and curtailed their business activities. But others getting pressure because of what Professor Sonnefeld and his team have done. So who's pulled back so far? We have a list of uh, starts with Alphabet. Of course, we know it more as Google. Big hitter there. Eh, we're not doing business there shutting the search engine down, shutting all business operations down. American Express, out. Apple, gone. Cisco, Walt Disney, IBM, Netflix, no longer doing business there. Now, in some of those cases, I don't know how much business or how much in revenues of each of those individual companies were getting from Russia. I don't think in any of those cases it was large. Then you have some companies just today, they had been kind of talking about it until some pressure because of Professor Sonnefeld's list, a lot of public pressure. And late today, they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to bail too. Earlier in the day was McDonald's. You may have seen that. McDonald's has 850 restaurants in Russia, closing them all. Here's the interesting thing. There are 62,000 workers at those McDonald's restaurants in Russia, and McDonald's says we're going to continue to pay them. Now, could that impact the stock price? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'm personally not a shareholder in the company. I don't know what that means in revenues. It certainly isn't good for it. So if you are a shareholder in McDonald's, are you okay to say, yeah, temporarily, I'm backing. I, I'm a shareholder, and this is good corporate governance, and this is part of my sacrifice. Great. 
Coca-Cola and Starbucks later today said they're too pausing their operation. Starbucks, by the way, has 130 locations. They're out. Pepsi's an interesting one. Pepsi said early this morning, eh, we're kind of thinking about it. And then I saw a lot of folks discussing it on various chat rooms. I saw it on a financial website, putting pressure on Pepsi. And late in the day today, okay, we're out. And this is no small amount. Pepsi gets about 4% of its revenues just from that one country of Russia. So a little bit of a pinch. But not all of their products are they stopping. All of their soft drinks, Pepsi-Cola, 7-Up, other things like that. Yes, done. But, and I'm quoting here from Pepsi, we have a responsibility to continue to offer our other products in Russia, including daily essentials such as milk and other dairy offerings, baby formula, and baby food. All right, fair enough. Now, how about the companies that are being outed and haven't, I don't know if they've said anything. I haven't seen it, but they're still doing business there. Professor Sonnefeld is making sure that these companies are named, and that includes Caterpillar and John Deere. I have no idea what kind of revenue on a percentage basis they derive from Russia, but they are obviously global companies. Honeywell, then a couple of big consumer staple names, Kellogg and Kimberly Clark. They're on Sonnefeld's list, and they have not announced, as I speak here at 829 St. Louis time, these companies have not announced that they are pulling back any kinds of business or operations. It wouldn't surprise me as early as tomorrow that starts to change with some of these companies. Papa John's, interesting. I wouldn't have known that Papa John's does business over there, but apparently they do. Um, There was something else about Papa John's I wanted to get to. Where did I put that? It was kind of an interesting... Uh, story about um, where is it? I've got so many. Oh, here it is. So Sonnefeld's list actually has more than 200 companies. So I've only touched on a few. A few of them have already pulled out. A few of the names that I mentioned, some of the bigger names, but there are over 200 names on that list. You can find it, by the way, I don't have the link right now, but you can just literally, you know how Google works. It's so easy these days. You just put in Yale professor, U.S. companies, something like that. And you know that link is going to pop up there. But Papa John's of all of the companies remaining has the most locations. They have 185 stores. Mars, you know, the candy bar company, the confectionery company, they have the most actual in total dollars. This is, this is big. It's $2 billion in investments over there in Russia. No announcement from Mars. The tire maker, Pirelli. This is big on a percentage basis, folks. 10% of their tires are made over there. So do they just stop operations and then that's 10% of their revenues and business just wiped out? That's a big sacrifice. I'm not demanding that. That's going to be up to them. They're a private company and they can do with it what they want. But a lot of attention, of course, being made here. What I want to do now, my friends, is just kind of pause for a second, take a breather, and let's go up the elevator. And I mean way up, like 30,000 foot view here. And I think it's important that we put everything in perspective of what's really happening in that region. What's Putin thinking? What's his end game? 
And I know there are a lot of armchair psychologists out there who are convinced they know that Putin is thinking this, that, man, he seems like he's become more of a madman. uh, That scares me. Nobody knows. Would you just stop it? Nobody knows how his brain is working. But there are certain telltale signs based on what he's been saying, based on what some of his goals and objectives have always been that we can glean something from. And I think we just need to take a step back and go, what's really going on here? And what does he want? And then I want to look at some of the unintended consequences that Vladdy Putin had no idea that he was about to unleash in a negative way toward him, but in a very positive way for the rest of the world. Even I, someone who can be very skeptical and is not one to do the kumbaya dance and say all is right in the world. But even now I have sat back and go, wow, wow, this is powerful. What's happening, not just in the the world, but even in this divided country, we're not mending all the fences, but a few of them. And I've got some data to show that. So come back. We'll reset. We'll look at the big picture of what's really happening and some interesting sidebars to this story that's going on Ukraine. My name is Dave Simons. You're listening to At Your Service on KMOX. Please stay with us. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All righty, welcome back, everybody. This is At Your Service on KMOX. Dave Simons along with you. Thank you for tuning us in tonight. So good to talk to all of you. It's 837. All right, so let's just kind of do a reset and ask ourselves, and not really me, I'm not the expert. This is just all through reading like I know a lot of you do too. But just to sort of encapsulate this and look at the bullet points, what does Putin really want? What would cause him tomorrow to say okay we're done got what i want and i'm pulling the troops back well everything that he wants is untenable it's not going to happen and that's why he's doubling down for one he wants ukraine president zelensky out frankly and i don't mean to be morbid or overstate this but he would probably prefer him dead but then would he become a martyr that way and the fighting would escalate even more by the Ukrainians and the rest of the world, maybe. But either way, Putin wants the guy gone. He wants the Ukrainian military completely dismantled, annihilated, 
They don't exist anymore. And of course, neither of those things have been achieved. They're not even close to being achieved today. Doesn't mean that that won't happen at some point, but any thought that we all had, and I, I, I myself included, I'm no military historian. I'm not up on the Ukrainian military or even the citizens and what they were willing to do. I think a lot of us thought, oh my goodness, Russia's going in there. This thing could be over in a matter of a few days. Wow, the world is just standing up and applauding and now even doing more than that as we've really put the economic pinch on Russia and then some. That unfortunately has caused Putin to double down. We've seen just indiscriminate bombing and shooting now, even of civilians. There's this talk of looking at war crimes. Uh, there's no talk. It's happening. Our eyes don't deceive us. The interviews with people escaping and telling us what they have seen. The most dramatic photo that I've seen yet, and I know a lot of you have seen it as well, it's just heart-wrenching. It's difficult to look at it for more than a second. But of the bodies, several bodies that are covered up by coats and that little suitcase off to the side, these were innocent people, a couple of them kids and a parent. All they were trying to do was flee. They're not military people, regular citizens. They just wanted to leave the city and get out and try to find peace and safety somewhere else. And they were gunned down. They had no weapons on them. That's your Putin's army right there because things haven't gone so well. Disgraceful. And that's an understatement. Of course, Putin wants Ukraine not to even consider joining NATO. That would be another demand. That's not going to happen. Zelensky has been very clear about that. Hey, we're a sovereign nation. We may not join NATO, but that's for us to decide. But let's say somehow, let's just say that Putin gets some of that stuff. And Zelensky starts to leave. And the Ukrainian government starts to head east. I hope, by the way, just as an aside, that Zelensky does, decides that he's not going to be that, that captain that goes down with the ship. I, I applaud what he has stood for. I applaud his fearlessness through all this. But he does his country no good by taking one for the team. Even if he has to rule from exile until maybe somehow the world gets Russia to leave Ukraine, that he can come back. That serves his countrymen well. I hope that that's what he would do. And there is talk by some of the military experts that I've uh, read that there is the possibility if they really, if the Russians go into Kiev and start to take over, that Zelensky and the government will then move east, eastern part of Ukraine, into a city like Lviv. And if that goes down, then they would actually go into Poland and perhaps be an exile ready to return if we can get there. But here's one thing that I really want to turn my attention to. This is the thing that has, you talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that we all take for granted in this country. But do you realize that's just, that's, I think it's in the DNA of the human heart and the soul in our spirit, freedom. And to see these men and women of all ages fight for that in a country that most of us could not even find on a map other than, oh, it's over in Russia somewhere, or near Russia, I should say, somewhere. But the, con the unintended consequences, the fact that the U.S. and the EU, the European Union, 
And now we have to say separately United Kingdom because they're no longer in the EU. But we're now being united unlike never before. And I say never before because the European Union, of course, is only a, a generation and then some old. It's not been around a long, long time, at least in the body that we currently define it as. We've never been unified like this. How about NATO? That's been a real political hot potato for some time. We know former President Trump had talked about maybe even pulling the U.S. out of that. I don't know how serious he was. There was always that discussion, that threat. We pay too much money. We don't get anything out of it. Uh, I think the uh, outlook there, um, the importance of it has been rekindled. There's all of a sudden this, this feeling that NATO now looks much more powerful and important. That's an unintended consequence that Putin never saw coming. I'm telling you what, he wants a weaker Europe. He wants a weaker NATO. The exact opposite has happened, and we should all rejoice over that. Russia, I, I saw somebody had a great quote, who's an expert in those affairs over there, and he basically said that Russia really is nothing more than an old gas station masquerading as a country. That's all they are. And now they're being even more ostracized. Now they're being put down even deeper into third world status because of what Putin did and thought he could get away with. And now the rest of the world is standing up and said, no, not on our watch. The other thing that he wouldn't have ever wanted, speaking of Europe, is to see military spending go up. That hasn't happened, by the way, in that part of the world for a long time. Same here, even in the U.S., so, and by the way, that's an investment theme, isn't it? For people looking at that defense spending, not just here in the U.S., but globally, those are some things to keep in mind. But I can tell you something. I'll tell you this, military spending is not going to go down. If anything, it will go up, especially in Europe. It is going to ramp back up, and Putin, his worst nightmare is coming true because of that. And we should be thankful for that. And we've already talked about all the self-sanctioning that's taking place, all the, you know, the private sector side, McDonald's, Coke, and so many others. He never would have expected that. His own countrymen now are going to suffer because of that. And that's really where you have the potential for change within. That's a whole other topic of, of discussion. But, man, that could happen as well. And, by the way, we, we just talked about gas and some of the commodities. Think about, like, platinum and palladium. That goes into uh, auto production. That's at risk because Russia, Ukraine area, they produce a lot of that. Wheat, corn. So you're going to get rising food costs. Um, potash. I never knew this, but potash. Russia and Belarus, which, of course, is kind of a Soviet satellite. Uh, they account for one-third of global trade in potash. That's a key ingredient in fertilizer. So we're seeing some things get curtailed there that obviously Putin never saw coming. But the last thing I want to end here is we kind of look at this big view that Putin never saw was more on the market perspective, the financial markets. And I want to specifically talk about the U.S. market. That's where I want to go with the conversation now, because I know a lot of you who invest are very nervous. We are now officially in correction territory. In fact, the NASDAQ has officially entered into bear market territory. That's just a, the, the normal definition is when an index goes down at least 10 percent. So now you're in double digits in terms of a decline. You have now officially entered into a correction. I, 
I don't pay a lot of attention to that. To me, if the market falls 7 or 8%, the market's corrected. I don't need a 10% to say it's corrected. But I'm just telling you the definition of it that you'll see on financial uh, television shows. That's how they'll define it. A bear market is even worse, of course. That's 20%. The S&P, and especially the Dow, the Dow's not even close to that at this point, just going uh, deep into uh, around 10% or so. Uh, NASDAQ now is a little bit more than 20% down. That's your high tech index, your high growth index. A lot of those stocks have been absolutely decimated. Where do we go from here? What should we keep in mind about the financial markets? Do we have a lot more pain or is the worst behind us? Let's tackle that in the final segment of this first hour. Thanks for tuning us in. My name is Dave Simons and we will be right back. Eight fifty-two in St. Louis at your service on KMOX. Dave Simons visiting with you all this evening. And again, this uh, coming Sunday on the 13th from 3 to 5 p.m. St. Louis time for dollars and cents. Speaking of investment-related themes, I have to tell you, I have been relatively impressed by how orderly this stock market decline has been. Now, that may sound somewhat counterintuitive to even say orderly. This, this, This has been terrible. It seems it's been really volatile. Yeah, it has been. But you can have an orderly decline, just like you can have a stock market that just well, just kind of routinely goes up over time. Now, yes, this market decline has been very volatile internally. Every day, just churning. Today was an amazing day. Yesterday, the same thing. You have no idea. Even even the big institutional boys and girls on Wall Street, you can tell they really don't know. They're, they'll go long, and then they'll hedge their bets, and then they'll cover a short. Then they'll go short over here, and then we'll go long, and now I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. Every little bit of headline news that's coming out of this Ukraine-Russia war is causing the big boys and girls to make moves. And that's causing all kinds of internal volatility every day. But the trend line, the, the overall trend of the market continues to be slightly down, but in a relatively orderly way. We're not seeing a lot of panic selling. We did see some of that two Thursdays ago when we saw that Russia, they are now going into Ukraine. That was what, 12, 13 days ago. And that morning, the market fell 892 points, I think it was, at the low. I mean, boom. Okay, this is it. This is Armageddon. And then, if you recall, we finished up on the day, that Thursday, up 92 points. It was like a 960, 70-point turnaround. It was amazing. And then the very next day, that Friday, the Dow finished up about 850. So that's what we call a melt-up. But now we've given back a, a, a big chunk of that but slowly to the downside. So that's number one. I've been very impressed with how orderly this has been. No no real panic selling except that for that one day. We also have to remember, folks, that the financial contagion that rocked the economy and the financial markets back in 2008, that doesn't exist today. The, the odds of a Lehman-style meltdown remain very low. Now, what do I mean by that? That was Lehman Brothers. They were the big financial investment uh, firm that went under. There was thinking that the Fed and the government and the Treasury 
would come in, they would save it, they would bail them out, but they didn't. They let Lehman fail, and that opened the floodgates. And then came the fears that we are now in a Great Depression. And as it turned out, we turned on the light, and there were cockroaches everywhere. These banks just were not well capitalized. Financial firms going under, banks having to merge, uh, people who had taken out mortgages, no income. There was so much wanted greed out there. That doesn't exist today. The financial picture that we have in this country is really, really strong. Doesn't mean we can't fall into a bear market, but I see nothing like a 2008 meltdown. I still believe the majority of the pullback that we've had that's been going on really for the entire year is behind us. I'm not saying that it's completely over. I'm saying this is my opinion, no guarantee of this, of course, but the majority of it is behind us. And that includes even if Putin were to really ramp up the stakes and get a lot of what he wants out of Ukraine. The majority of this decline is behind us. It's only the unthinkable. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit, the unthinkable that we'll have to discuss. But we'll do a little bit more market discussion when we come back from a contrarian standpoint in the second hour. And then my take on baseball, some irreparable harm can be done here if these guys, both owners and players, don't get together soon. Stay with us. We'll be back after the top of the hour. News, weather and sports coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.